Hello, friends. Most everything on this podcast boils down to being a pretty simple concept. The importance of listening to Jesus and just doing what he says. As you can imagine, I don't get much pushback on that. What I do get is a good and a valid question. How? I mean, really, how do we listen to Jesus? Well, my friend Sam and I took a stab at it, and we developed a seven-week experience. It's, it's not a study. It's seven experiences where we intentionally engage with a different side of Jesus. The goal is to come out of this experience with a passion, a direction, a, a newfound dream. I experimented with close to 100 people at a local church, and the results were so encouraging that we developed an app. You can find it at our app store. It's just called Permission Experience. This month, we talked to Tori and Sandra, and we asked them how this experience has shaped their new reality. So welcome to another episode of We Have Permission, a podcast designed to awaken and empower the ordinary person towards one extraordinary mission. Your permission starts now. All right. Hey, welcome to the podcast, ladies. Thank you. Yeah. Great to be here. Super excited to have both of you. Um, Tori and Sandra, you guys have both been very encouraging to me over the course of this last year, just to seeing God do stuff with you guys uniquely. And, and now we're in this season where we are beginning to, to see the full developments of what God's been doing and to maybe even seeing a network happen. We've had some meetings about that this week, which has been really exciting and fun. Um, but before we get to any of that, to, today we want, really want to talk about capturing that dream that's been within us. And I know that you guys were on unique journeys, as all of us are. So maybe help our podcast listeners understand, where, where were you like a year ago? Um, and maybe we could start. Who wants to start? Tori, I will. You got it. All right. Tori, you go first. Okay. Um, so where I was a year ago, I can remember sitting in church thinking about God had a purpose for me and I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And I can even say that was happening years before that. It's, yeah. it's been something I've been building to for a long time. I grew up in church. I've always known who Jesus is. I've always been involved, you know, to an extent, whether it's been um, in singing in the choir or attending Sunday school, teaching Sunday school. I did all the church things, those activities, but I always felt like there was something more. And I love to talk. I'm a talker. <laughs> so I kept thinking, why would God give me this this love and this gift for talking if I'm not supposed to be using it for him? Yeah. So it was it was right at a year or so ago that um, we first started talking about our, our vision here at FCC. Right, right. Of, of becoming disciple makers. And that vision just struck my heart. Uh-huh. I thought this is this is something that I could I could really get behind. Right. Right. So I I just kept asking lots of questions. Okay. Whether it was to people here at church or just asking them to God in prayer, uh, just constantly seeking what that purpose was. Okay. So to recap, you're you're a faithful churchgoer. Mhm. 
and yet there was something in you that was maybe yearning for a little bit more. And this and this idea of discipleship was definitely striking that chord, but you were hoping to see what that fully meant Absolutely. as it, it cleared out. So that's where you were at. That's where I was. How about, how about you, Sandra? Well, I'm kind of going to say ditto. Okay. I uh, always believe in God, went to church, um, and about, it was a year ago, I... Same thing, was sitting in church and kind of felt like I wanted to do more. Mm -hmm. um, so I started diving into the church activities, um, but I still felt like I wanted, there was more. There was more that God wanted me to do. Um, I would enjoy sharing my faith with people, but I was always intimidated by that a little bit. I was always afraid, maybe. Okay. Um, and I wanted to know, how do I do that? How do I, how can I do this comfortably um, and confidently? Yep. And was kind of searching for, you know, how can I tell people about God and his works and do it confidently? Yeah. And that's kind of where I was. I, I considered myself as the term is a, a pew sitter and I was content with that for a while. And then I realized there's much more. Yeah, and I, I've noticed, like, in my my journey, and it's we've talked a lot about this, and I don't know if the podcast listeners know a lot about this or not, but I, I just know that, you know, our paths crossed, right? My my path with this church and you guys' path with me, it just seems like it was a, a kind of a beautiful arrangement. But I, I remember up to that point, you guys know my heart. Everyone on this um, podcast probably knows my heart. You know, that I, I started these permission retreats where we would try to awaken people to to more of an opportunity more more than what met the eye more than church pew sitting right like there's there's more to it and so that that retreat has always been received well people have always accepted that well it seems like it's sparked people and people get excited about it but I also noticed that at the end of the retreat, it, it didn't seem as if it was initiating an awful lot of change yet. Like people would be excited, but didn't know what to do with that excitement. And that sort of led me to this, well, I guess it was last October, November, where I started dreaming up a new aspect or a new level to this permission thing. So instead of just staying with the retreat, we develop something called the permission experience. And that's something that I know you, the two of you have gone through. And I, I wanted to just, I know that you both have told me that it's been <clears throat> somewhat foundational in your, in your walk this year, this, this experience that we've gone through together, this permission experience. Can you just help people that are listening here? What, what's the difference between what the permission experience offered as opposed to maybe some of the other things that you'd been involved with. What, what made this unique? I'm going to say it really made me take a good look at myself. Okay. The gifts. Um, and what the Holy Spirit can do within me. Yeah. Um, 
like I said, I've always believed in God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. But after the permission experience, I really felt the Holy Spirit working in me. Uh, and by the way, maybe <clears throat> maybe I should explain that this is a seven week. It's a seven yes. week thing, right? And we do it with two to three people. It's mm-hmm. not something that's a big classroom or something like that. That would probably be one thing that's uniquely different about it is that you mm-hmm. do it and in, in, in the size of it's a lot smaller. Um, but yeah, just <clears throat> I keep saying permission experience and people might be like, oh, is this some, some one-time thing where I whop you on the head or something like that? <laughs> it's not, not that at all. It's a seven-week experience with the Holy Spirit, like you just yeah. said, where you're directly interacting with him to decide what he's calling you to do. Right, I mean, yep, that's kind exactly. of kind of been the the goal of this whole thing all along. Yeah, um, is there anything else unique about the experience that was? I would say different? to that point of two to three people, the group I was with, um, one lady I knew just to say hi to in church, mm-hmm. another lady I hadn't met at all, and the relationships that we built uh-huh. over those seven weeks were huge. I mean, it was just it was amazing to watch. Um, not only my personal growth, but theirs and being able to share that together. Mm -hmm. There's, there's other things as far as the tools that come out of it that I think were, were just very, very helpful to me that I find myself using just in interactions, not necessarily in a seven week experience. Right. Right. Um, I think I've shared with you um, that I will, just spontaneously break into prayer walks. Yeah, yeah. I can be out walking. And that, that was one of the key things. And it was week one of the experience. Right. Um, I've, I've never really thought about what it would be like to just walk around and talk out loud to Jesus. And it's become very comfortable now. I've got a, a couple of ladies that I'm, I'm meeting with. And through COVID, we weren't able to get together in person. Yeah. So I wanted to introduce them to a prayer walk without us necessarily being able to get together and walk. And what we started with is I asked him, I said, look around your room, wherever you're sitting, and name one thing that you're thankful for. And, you know, they each did. They had something that they were thankful for. And I said, now rephrase it. Instead of saying, I'm thankful for, say, Jesus, thank you for. Oh, wow. And it turned it into a conversation. I said, we just pulled Jesus into this conversation. Yeah. And it, we do it all the time now when we're talking. That's we'll, awesome. Yeah, it's been, it's been an amazing experience. And that was something that I, I got out of that permission experience that I never would have thought of before. Okay. It's been fun. That's awesome. It's been a lot of fun. That's awesome. So I guess along that lines, I, I do have, I, I would like to hear what, what are some parts of that seven weeks that, maybe stood out to you specifically that were more of an aha for you? Because we had the first week was more about paying attention and prayer walking. We talked about the word. We talked about our giftings. Uh, I think week four, we may have talked about people and our calling. And I'm probably missing one in there. But then we we had this commissioning. So out of those things that were um, experienced during that. Was there anything that maybe stood out to you specifically that was helpful for you specifically in your journey? I'm going to say definitely the prayer walks. Okay. That was different for me to actually praying out loud um, with people that you don't necessarily know. Yeah. And uh, the week on identity. 
was big for me. Identity uh, is what I forgot. Yes, that's right. Looking at, <laughs> at identity in Jesus. And um, I think sometimes we forget how God views us. Right. And absolutely. how important we are to him. And uh, the whole experience was amazing. But those those two weeks in particular, and as Tori said earlier, it wasn't just seven weeks. I use it every day. I use yeah. little bits and pieces of the whole seven-week experience every day. Um, and will continue to do that for the rest of my life. Um, I would say the gifting, learning about the gifts, mm-hmm. APEST. I, and, of course, we had the background of you having shared that in Sunday messages with us, too. Mm-hmm. And looking back on that, I loved that you went backwards through it. Started with the teacher, you know, the ones that we know, that we're really familiar with. Because I remember saying, I'm not an apostle. I'm not. We had that conversation. I am not an apostle. And yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) I am. Uh, And I fully own it now. But, it was um, so fun to see light bulbs go on for you every week. Uh, it was, yeah, you you were particularly uh, just a fun person to watch through that whole series. And really I was cool. a wreck the I Sunday know. you talked about the apostolic <laughs> gift because that phrase just conjures up some some scary things for me. Sure. You know, just that idea of people aren't going to accept me if I break out and do what I really <laughs> want to do. Right. But um, just being able to really study it and think about it and pray on it, it was a huge eye opener for me. And I, you know, I'm, I feel more ready and more prepared. But the way the experience actually gave us the words to consider first, what words do you resonate with? Mm -hmm. Visionary and strategic thinker and a foundation layer. That's that's me. That's what I do in my daily job. Right. That's actually my job. Right. Um, I work on a strategy team and I've led a lot of strategic efforts. So why wouldn't that be, you know, how I serve God? Because it's just, a, it's a natural gift. And that, that was a huge eye opener for me. That's good. Well, I think the the heart behind this experience was ultimately to get us to download God's dream into our hearts. And say, God's got something for me to do. Not something for me to volunteer for someone else to do, but he's got something that he's downloading for me to do. And to go through that and to understand that everybody's got something to download, that God's got something to download into them, I think is really a freeing and pretty liberating idea for a lot of people. And yet, I know it's not necessarily an easy thing to do. So that's really the, the heartbeat for um, for anyone that's listening. Or the, really the purpose behind that whole experience was so that people would be able to go through seven different angles of the Lord to hear Him download that message of what that dream is for them. Uh, And once we have that dream, I believe fully that there's a passion that gets invested in you and gets inserted into you that you can't help but live out. 
And oftentimes we understand mission to be something that you should do. And you might go through the motions of trying to follow through with that, but it only lasts for two weeks because there's no fire underneath it. And in order to get the fire there, we got to download that dream. So how did that dream come alive for you? And can you put into words kind of what God told you that you're to do? I, I think I thought I had a dream at one point and I thought the dream was to help women, help empower women. Okay. And I feel like God has shown me that there's an opportunity for the dream to be much bigger than that. I've been I've been one of those people that, you know, gravitate toward people who are like me. Sure. And I'm learning. You're human. That's not where I need to be. <laughs> uh, so I, I feel like where I'm going now is to help anyone, regardless of their their gender or their race or their position in life, whatever it is, just to start talking to them about, you know, Jesus will meet you right where you are. Mm. It, it doesn't matter. Don't ever feel like you're not worth his time. Awesome. And and that's been probably the the way my dream has changed the most is that I keep thinking about he's got a whole lot more in mind for me than I ever dreamed was possible and yeah. I'm still questioning if I'm up to the challenge, but I think we're human, right. like you said. Right. Um but I I really do. I think that's where it's grown for me. It's been more of a I want people to understand that the Jesus I know and the Jesus I love loves them the same way and there's nothing they can do to change that. And so how did that how did that carry out for you? Like you how did you apply some of that excitement for you and say, you know what, I, I gotta start investing in some people. What were those people and how did um, that look? So some of them have been people that I work with who have mm -hmm. been fairly outspoken about, you know, they don't they don't buy into this whole church thing. Okay. I've never really heard anybody say I don't buy into the Jesus thing. Huh. But I have heard them say, I don't buy into the church thing. That's right. Uh, and I I meet people of um, all different backgrounds and beliefs in yeah. my job. And um, one family in particular I'd, I've gotten close to are actually Hindus. Awesome. It's been interesting having that conversation with them because I'm I'm learning to understand their religious beliefs. And we do always kind of meet on this common ground of we believe that there is one God who was the creator of this earth and who is still our father yep. in heaven. And then we start wrestling with the Jesus topic. Love it. So it's been it's been good. It's It's been good conversations. Um, I don't know where they're going to take us, but I know I'm planting seeds. And I guess yep. that's the other piece of it is I'm, I'm learning not to get too impatient. I may yeah. never see. I may never see what happens, but right. um, I'm loving the conversations. And you're so. and you're excited. I am. I'm very excited. Like there's just something about your passion that comes out, and the same with you, Sandra. So tell me, tell me about you. Did 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 this experience narrow down a bit more of a direction for you? It did. It definitely did. Um, I always I always felt a little scattered. I was just kind of yeah. everywhere. Um, and definitely by working in the salon, as yep. we've talked. So just to be clear, uh, feel, you, work, you work at the salon. Yep. And you work in the corporate world. I do. Okay. And so just to 
There's a lot of people out there listening that probably can relate yes. to either of those. These are ordinary people. <laughs> Just so you know, we're sitting with ordinary people. Okay, keep going, Sandra. And I'd you know, been in the salon for 27 years and was starting to get to the point of maybe I should be done. And after this experience, I thought, no, this is exactly where I need to be huh. to tell people um, about God and to share my excitement with my clients, my coworkers, and that has definitely happened. Uh, many, many conversations um, in the chair, in the back room with coworkers, and I also feel a little pull towards children. Obviously, uh-huh. I have a seven-year-old, and I really uh, would want to direct some of this excitement to children too, and help them to learn and. I do feel my eyes were open more to the power of prayer uh-huh. to help me guide me where my dreams are and, and what I need to do and what God wants me to do. And, uh, you know, I'll pray before every client gets in my chair now. And, and I'm going to say 80% of the time we end up talking about Jesus. We end wow. up talking and I'm so excited to share it with them. And it just happens. It just, yeah. you know, after going through that experience and again, like Tori said, once you realize your gifts, um, I was way off on what I thought my gifts were and what they really are. Tell and me about what, that. Well, I thought I was shepherd all day long uh-huh. and a little evangelism. Yeah. Little, you know, I, I, I see that in me now more and I'm excited to let that show. I'm excited to, to let that gift out, let it, right. let it be, you know? Right. And as Tori said too, I'm a talker and God made me a talker for a reason. Right. And I have found that people are really receptive to the word and to to what I what I've learned and and what I want to share with them. Right. And but I do find that um, I've got some really big dreams out there. Um, but again, I do feel it's more narrowed down now than just kind of scattered everywhere. Right. Uh, I was trying to. Just kind of help everyone. And right. again, that's the shepherd in me a little bit. Right. And and through the experience, I've learned to where to put that energy, where to... And, and I do still think we should help everyone learn, but I was getting exhausted yeah. trying that because a lot of doors were being shut. And through the experience and, and through prayer and communication with God, I've... I just kind of let the Holy Spirit do its work in me. Right. And... I was always trying to do it. Uh-huh. And now I just kind of pray and just let let God do his thing. Uh-huh. And it's amazing. It's amazing what comes out of that each and every day, each conversation, each you know, it just it just kind of just keeps spilling out. Right. And I love that. I love that. Well, you you both have been inspirations to me because we could I, I can write things down on paper all day long of what should make sense. And this is the theology that makes sense and lets us connect these dots and boom, we should all be able to magically be changed. That's just not life. And the way that that really has to happen is we have to have an actual experience around our identity and around understanding our giftings and around praying and listening to the spirit. What's he telling me to do? And who are those people in my life that I'm supposed to interact with? And we write them down and we kind of wrestle with it. We write a little sentence and we say, okay, for the next six months, 
this is what I'm going to do. And it narrows it down. Now, at the same time, you, you still might feel like you've got a big, broad goal out there. Right, right, right. right. And that's cool. But I think we need to probably, in increments, be like, hey, for the next six months, I'm going to do this. For the next six months, I'm going to do that. And I see that with both of you. I see both of you finding a focus that you both are looking for um, right now. Um, and it, it, it's it's been also, I think you guys both have helped teach me this fact this year, is that, that I, I believe that mission kind of takes its takes its shape through people directly. There might be be like some family members or something that you got to call or a heart for a place. It could be like the the salon or or a problem. Maybe there's maybe there's um, like like the the care centers providing needs in town that are, are providing you know food needs for people. That's a problem and that's pro- providing that. So people, places. And problems seem to be the the three avenues in which the spirit kind of ignites our dreams and our passions. And we say, you know what, this is just not right. These people in my life don't know Jesus in a way that I know they should. It's not right, and there's something that I can do to help make that right. Um, or there's something about this place that could be better. Like this, this salon for 27 years has been a good place. Let's make it great. Let's make it a great place, or 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 the or the, or the problem, and let's 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 find those avenues. But the same gospel message is attached to all three of those, and at the end of the day, it's people. Ultimately, they're going to be sitting in your salon chair, right? It yep. isn't. It isn't about exactly. It isn't about redeeming the brick and mortar that you work in, <laughs> right? Right. But within that place, there is an atmosphere that people are actually being changed, and it's just yep. been fun to see both of you doing that doing just doing that in your respective places so sandra you wrote a few things down did we, did we i did did we catch everything that um, you wanted to say I don't well remember. a few little notes here i had uh that i really got out of the permission experience was meet with people just meet with people mm. yeah you know have a meal have a just meet with people and obviously i do that in the salon yeah. but i've taken it out of the salon Um, let's just go to lunch. I'll stop. Take that time. Yes. I have a million other chores I could do. Yeah. Just meet with people. And it's amazing where you can go with that. Yeah. Uh, another thing I wrote down was, um, having God's glory is my life's perspective. It opens a whole new world. Oh, say that again. Having God's glory is my life's perspective opens a whole new world. Yeah, that's really good. And that was exactly, that was kind of a sum up of everything over the last year that I've experienced. That, uh, like I said, I would I would pray once, at, you know, I go to bed at night and pray, say my prayers. And I'm constantly praying all throughout the day and just keeping God as my center focus. Yep. And it's amazing what comes out of that. Yep. And, uh, and really that's, you know, all I've got wrote down here that we... Go and make disciples. Yeah. That was, I have it several places throughout my house. I think Go you and guys, make disciples. You the, know? Both, the two of you are showing me this doesn't have to be hard. You know, this whole thing, it's, it's actually quite fun. It's oh, actually, absolutely. It's actually the kind of life that we're supposed to live um, that's going to bring as much joy to us as possible. And you guys are demonstrating that. I, I, I resonated with what you told me a couple of weeks ago where you, you, you were you were saying, even as I walk down the store or anywhere, I'm always thinking of, is there is there a chance that I can leverage this conversation or this relationship in a way that's going to bring more glory to the Lord, yep. more opportunity for 
disciples to be made and 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 you guys just exemplify that in a way that's just not weird right i mean you guys are just hopefully it doesn't feel weird to me. It feels yeah. very it's natural. A, it feels natural. That's what I was going to say. And the big word I've yeah. used over and over and over is awareness. I am just so much more aware yes. of what mm-hmm. God wants me to do now. And like I told you, I, I mean, I'll be in the store and that was one day a girl walked by and I could tell she just wanted to talk and I didn't have time for that. But guess what I did? I stopped and I talked Yeah. and she followed me through three aisles as we talked now, we didn't talk about God and Jesus, but I just talked about her and her life and her her baby, you know, and just she just wanted someone to talk to. Yeah. And I just stopped. And then I think that's what I learned, too, is just to stop and listen to what God wants you to do and get everything else done later. Just do what he wants you to do. And then everything else falls in place, you know. Oof, that's good. So, so I, I need to ask one last question. And I want to give you each a chance. Maybe you repeat what you said. I don't care. But I, I need you to tell the people that are listening what what your bit of advice would be to the average ordinary person who's sitting there and they, they don't feel like they've quite got the God dream. They, they may have been relating much more to the start of your story where you were at a year ago. where you, they, they, They're in church. They're in the pew. They want to do what's right. They're good people. But they, they haven't really maybe felt like they've ignited the dream yet. Uh, what, what would you tell those people? I think the first thing I would say is don't make it harder than it has to be. Okay. I feel like a lot of times we, we think we have to have this big plan or we have to study the Bible seven hours a day or, you know, and I, I have been in the habit for a long time, but I've been more intentional about reading the Bible every day. I get in the Word every day, but I don't read 10 chapters at a time. I read three or four verses and let them just marinate all day. Um, But at the same time, I think it is what Sandra said about just that awareness and just being available for people. I've learned that if you open yourself up to let someone share about themselves, they will. Most people want to. And if you just let them talk and you're a good listener, the conversation will naturally evolve. And again, don't don't feel like you're not winning if you don't see fruit that day. Yeah. It it takes time. But I think the the main thing is is keep it simple, develop a relationship, let it happen naturally, and pray. Keep praying. Ask God to show you it's not it's not going to come in flashes of light and images of people. Uh, well, it might for some, but right. I feel like it's it's really more of a, just that awareness. God put this person in my path to have this conversation, and maybe the name Jesus doesn't come up that day, but if I keep talking to them, it's going to come up. Yeah, it's it's really simple. Yeah, my advice is is pray. Don't stop praying. He may not answer it in the way you think. He may not. But stay in constant prayer with God. And I myself found I'm definitely reading the Bible more. I'm not seven, eight hours. I might open it and read two minutes worth. But I feel that that is my, that's my foundation. That's my rock is the Bible. That's my, my go-to. 
And because we are human and I feel weak sometimes, I'll just turn to the Bible and just open up and read whatever's there. You know, not front to cover, not front to back. Um, little devotionals help, and but pray. And, and another little note I have here that I've learned through the retreats and the permission experience is pray, act, and engage. And I love that. Um, and as Tori said, acting may not be talking about God, Jesus, Holy Spirit to the person right out of the gate. It's a process. It might take some time. Um, and my number one thing is love one another. Just love people. Just love them. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jesus did. And that's what, you know, if we love each other, love one another, no matter what the situation, you know, Jesus will be brought up at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel. Gosh, I love you guys. It's good stuff. <laughs>